0: This can-do podcast is brought to you by Blake Albina Thoroughbred Services. Blake Albina is a full-service bloodstock agency and consignment company representing clients at every major horse sale in the country. For more information, call Ron Blake at 859-396-4836 or Hunsley Albina at 859-621-0800. Whether an experienced owner or a newcomer to the game, Blake Albina has the knowledge and experience to help you achieve your goals in the thoroughbred industry.
1: I got the horse right here. The name is Paul Revere, and here's a guy that says if the web is clear, can do. Can, do. This guy says
0: the horse can do Welcome back to the Can Do Horse Racing Podcast, the podcast about all things horse racing, some history, some handicapping, and some humor. The Big Score segment of our podcast is brought to you by your friends at Endeavor Farm on Old Frankfort Pike in the heart of the bluegrass. Every Big Score has its roots down on the farm. Boarding, breeding, foaling, layup care, and sales prep are all services offered by Terry Nickel and his team at Endeavor. You can reach Terry at 859 509 7035 or email him at terry at EndeavorFarmKY.com. That's E-N-D-E-A-V-O-R-F-A-R-M-K-Y.com. Thanks again to our friends at Endeavor Farm for sponsoring The Big Score. With the Belmont Stakes coming up, the subject of Big Scores is most appropriate because the history of the Belmont is littered with them, whether you're talking about Birdstone, Datara, Ruler on Ice, or Palace Malice. But we're joined today by previous guest and friend of the podcast, John McCarthy. At a time when sport and racing patrons around the world were excitedly waiting for a successful conclusion to the sixth attempt at a Triple Crown since affirmed in 1978, there was at least one guy who was hoping it wasn't going to happen because he was all over a long shot. You may have guessed that guy was John McCarthy. So John, why don't you take it away and tell us about your successful selection of Sarava.
1: In the spring of 2002, yeah. So... Thanks, Bill, and it's always a pleasure to be on your podcast, and you're doing a great job, and I continue to hope to be on it in the future and support the, uh, the format. So, Thank you, John. Uh, what ended up uh, happening is, is that I had not been to, I'd been to so many Belmonts, but I, hadn't, I still haven't been to a Kentucky Derby, and I hadn't been to many Preaknesses, and a good friend of ours, Tom Peterson, lived in Moncton, Maryland, invited us to come down for a Preakness. We went down, went to the Friday card and the Saturday card uh, to see War Emblem, win the, uh, the Preak Mistakes. And on the undercard of that uh, race was the Sir Barton. And in the Sir Barton, Ken McPeak had a horse, Sarava, ridden by Edgar Prado. And the, I liked the horse, and I bet him, uh, very light bet with him on, um, on that day. And I thought he ran a terrific race, particularly because what I had noted on Friday and Saturday of that weekend was that the track seemed to have an incredible uh, speed favoring bias and uh, Sarava actually came from off the pace quite nicely and closed very very well and won convincingly and so when you got that extra time to think and consider what's going to happen in the Belmont Stakes, you got that extra week um, you know, I was kind of thinking, is anyone going to beat War Emblem? As you mentioned, everybody was rooting for War Emblem. I think there was a record crowd. I had initially thought I was going to be part of that record crowd, but um, so I, I did get a chance to go to the Preakness. But that year, my uh, my assistant was getting married down in Philadelphia. So <laughs> I Our had timing on
0: her part. <laughs> <laughs> I had a scheduling conflict. Yeah.
1: Um so the, the the great news was she was very understanding uh that she said, Well I don't understand that the family thing, you're the horse thing, if you can't make it, I said, No, nah, no, nah, I'll make it um just as long as you know, when we get to your wedding, we can watch the race on TV. (laughs) Somewhere in the (laughs) book. You know, we still have to have some priorities. So, uh, (laughs) so uh, I went down and stayed at my brother, Tony's, and uh, he still was kind of shocked that I wasn't going to go to the Belmont in in lieu of a wedding. But, he was nice yeah. enough I said he said what do you, do you want anything I said yeah would you put $20 across the board on Sarava <laughs> so uh, I drove from uh, New York and that morning they were headed to Belmont I was heading to a wedding in Philadelphia uh, got to the wedding had, it was a great day It was a beautiful day and I remember as the race approached uh, I went in they were actually in the, they had a, a, a tent in the backyard after the wedding and there were people and it was a reception and I asked if that was a good time for me to go inside and watch the race. I'd like to. Watch. And I think there were at least, I'm going to say, 15 or 20 other people that were interested in it because of the Triple Crown. Okay. I, oh, sure. So uh, I wasn't alone. I yeah. wasn't like I, I, I snuck away from the wedding and, and left everybody else wondering where I went. Um, so a bunch of people went in there, and they we were all talking. Everybody was saying, they, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. Wouldn't this be great if we saw Triple Crown? night?" had the pleasure of seeing a couple triple crowns. I watched the Seattle Slew win the triple crown, I watched uh, Affirm win the triple crown. So that was at those Belmonts. So so, uh,
0: so you said I've seen that one. I want the seventy to one guy.
1: I've, I've, I've already I've already done it. So yes, I was I did take the contrarian point and I thought that you know as we talked though, you know, I don't I don't chase the the short price horses. I try to find value and uh, in this case this was <laughs> this is more than value. I mean this is this was a bomb, but um, you know, I I thought that with Edgar Prado and coming out of Sir Barton, I thought maybe we'd get thirty or forty to one.
0: Yep, you're cutting out a little bit. Twenty-five
1: there. to forty to one. I didn't. There we go. Okay. I didn't think there would be seventy to one, but an enormous amount of money was poured into War Emblem and War Emblem is, if you remember, we we talked about it a little bit earlier. War Emblem had a terrible trip, stumbled out of the gate. Um, and, of course, I'm going from recollection of watching it on television, but I was screaming in Deborah's <laughs> living room uh, as the horse was coming on. I said, my goodness. And everybody in the room knew I had $20 across the board on Saraba. So when the payouts came, uh, I mean, it was just, they were just uh, it lit up. The,
0: the oh, my room, gosh. The Unbelievable. The
1: emblem didn't, didn't hit the board. The place price was 50 bucks. The show price was 22 I remember I called Tony. I said, did you get any? Yeah, we got it. in. We are all set. <laughs> Um, did did Tony get was, in on yeah, it also?
0: Did, did did Tony back get back into it also? Did he grab any of it or did no, he? No, he
1: didn't. He he liked Edgar Prado in big races. Okay, and. Um... I, I'm not sure who he ended up going with. Maybe he went with Sunday Break. Or Gary Stevens had a horse in there. Yeah, it was, um, uh, it was Gary on Sunday drive. Break. I, yeah. I think there were some really good horses, if I recall. There were, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, Medallia, you and I talked about a little bit earlier. Medallia Dora ran second, and by the way, paid $16 to place in that race. So it just shows you how heavily bet I guess, War Emblem was to see – you know, a horse like Medallo Adoro was 16 to 1. Sunday Break, who I believe had won the Peter Pan, right? Prior to. I think so. Yeah, right. was 8 to 1. Uh, my Preakness Horse Magic Wisner was. I still don't know what a Wisner is, but uh, uh, my Preakness Horse Magic Wisner was 7 to 1. So. Oh, uh, yeah, well, there's
1: some other interesting horses. Proud Citizen was in Proud there. Proud Citizen's in, in there. That's Dubai, right. Perfect Winston Drift. Ferry, uh, perfect Drift. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, and so maybe. With all that talent there, maybe it was maybe the odds were justifiable at seventy to one. But um, you know, it was just a great, great day, and probably the you know the 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 two uh, two times I've been able to scream and yell. Um, that one was a little bit more. I only had a couple bucks across the board when Jerry Bailey won the Breeders' Cup on a ninety-nine to one shot. But um, this was great, and, and it was that. it was a win-win because I was actually I did what I was supposed to do. I my my mother told me after she said. God rewarded you for doing the right thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mom. <laughs> yeah, you went to the wedding and yep. that's what God rewarded you for that. So. <laughs> oh, I thought the right thing was loading up twenty bucks. I thought that's <laughs> what you meant. <laughs> well, there's this there's this and it's a difficult thing to tell people that
1: don't actively follow racing and don't have it in their blood like we do, is that it's kinda of hard for people to see how uh and I think it even Tony and I even said just even our spouses who didn't grow up in Saratoga kind of wonder why are we so passionate and uh, enamored with the sport and why is it so, you know, just so all-consuming when we go there. And it's just, it's, it's just, it, it is. It, <laughs> it just is. So, you know, the thought that someone would have a wedding in conflict with a big race day just, you know, doesn't make
0: sense to me. Most <laughs> like people that. don't check and the camera. It like doesn't that. make yeah. sense that we would go to a horse race instead yeah. of going to something more. Oh, yeah, no, I think we've all, us horse players, have had that experience where, you know, I've had, you know, my wife say to me, so and so, you know, so and so on this date, uh, that's the day of the preakness, hon. Uh. (laughs) 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 And we already know, like, three months ahead of time, no, that's the preakness day.
1: (laughs) Well, and the funny thing is, we have so many of those days. You know, when I look at the calendar, I try to say, okay, these are the days where I need to be, you know, I'll, I'll trade Father's Day. I will trade Father's Day for one of the racing days if I can just be left alone in it and just be totally focused on racing that day. No outside distractions, no one committing my time to do anything other than let me, you know, devour horse racing that day.
0: Well, John, I'll give you a funny little coda about Sarava, uh, who, as you know, had did not have a successful stud career. He is now retired at Old Friends Farm down in Georgetown, Kentucky. And uh, I actually was at Saratoga uh this was, I don't know how many years ago it was now, but I saw Michael Blowen, who runs Old Friends Farm, uh, who I, you know, have known for some time. And I said, you know, Michael, how you doing? He says, I am doing great. I st- this is a great day for me. I said, you know, what do you got? And he shows me this piece of paper. We just signed up Sarava to come back home to, to, uh, Georgetown, Kentucky. He's going to be a permanent resident at Old Friends. And I said, oh, congratulations, you know, Belmont Stakes winner, blah, blah, blah. And, uh. I believe it was that day Michael said to me, yeah, no, we're really excited about this, but I got to tell you, he's he's got a reputation. He's a, he's a mean SOB uh, around the paddock and everything. Said, okay, so, I don't know, two years later, I'm down there with my, our whole family's down there. We're taking a tour of Old Friends Farm, and we are standing by Sarava's paddock, and the guide is telling us that Sarava is well-known as a biter and a kind of a mean SOB, and uh, she all of a sudden, she stopped. She goes to my son, Sir. Watch out! And Sarava is just leaning over the paddock of fence, about to take a huge bite out of his Red Sox hat and half of his head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you took a bite well, out of him. <laughs> there may be a corollary between, you know, great runners
1: are, are getting out and uh, and and the, the attitude that they have. Uh,
0: well, yeah, there were there were you know, a couple
1: of other horses that were uh, nasty and. Know that in fact I I was just looking when you said that I obviously I didn't see many uh, much much success in the in the breeding shed with with Surava. and a lot of those horses that he beat in the Belmont ended up doing a lot better. They sure did.
0: They sure did. they <laughs> you know, yeah. In
1: the, the post racing career, but uh, that's a great thing because I think that old friends uh, program is excellent.
0: I mean. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. A, yeah. Yeah, I always encourage And, that and I people. have
1: not been there. I've read about it. I mean, it, 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 have you been there many times or just once? Oh, and
0: probably because my mother lives down there and my brother lives down there, so probably half a dozen times. But I want really? to this summer make, you know, because they have the Saratoga division also about – Mike Mullaney told me it's about 10 miles away from Saratoga, mm-hmm. um, Greenfield or something like that? Green- yeah, probably in Greenfield. There's yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I always encourage people that, you know, get down to the Derby or, you know, for the Keeneland season, but, you know, go visit old friends because it, it, it's pretty cool. You know, you see horses like Touch Gold down there and um, Sarava and uh, uh, Silver Charm. I mean, uh, so there you go. You know, there's some good ones to see. And of course, as Michael Blowne likes to point out it, it uh, Greenfield, they have Zippy Chippy, who was 0 for so right. He, uh, he was over <laughs> in our neck of the woods, running uh, running the Northampton. Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> Fair great Fair Barrington Fair. Fair, and stuff like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So, well, look, you know, uh, it, the, the Belmont, is a, it, it's always an interesting race, right? I mean, you've, you've seen some great performances in there, but there have been a lot of prices that have come in in that race, and, and it's uh, uh, I, I think, you know, because it's such an unusual distance if you can come up with an angle like you did um you to gonna, you got to take a take a shot at it um and it's a great it
1: distance in the fa- in the sense that we don't get to see a lot of races at that distance and what helped me immensely was watching and there's something to be said about being at the track you know we don't get to pick up the same things if we're watching simulcast I was at the track for two straight days I I was just in and you know just absolutely etched in my mind that Speed was winning, and so when this horse did something that no other horse did over the weekend that I was there, I thought, okay. And then I'm thinking, okay, the extra distance, he was coming like gangbusters at the end of the Sir Barton, Prado's on him, McPeak, you know, the, the, the distance could favor him. And what's great about the Belmont is, is that you know there's people that would argue that you know get the lead and get loose on the lead at the Belmont in a mile and a half race is probably a good thing too. If you can be strong and have stamina and close, or you can be someone that can go out there control the pace and uh, you know be the alpha and 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 have, and dare dare other horses to run you down. I don't know, you know, when I look at this year's Belmont coming up, uh, you know, I don't know that there'll be a seventy-to-one shot in there, but. Uh, you know, it'll be an interesting race. I think War of Will is probably uh, legitimately among the favorites um, based on you know the trouble line in the Derby oh, no. and then the, the nice win in the yeah. Preakness. But Horses you know, but I kind of look at Bourbon War too and say, well, maybe there's a you know something that's in the double digit to one. You know, I and mean, then look at I bet Bourbon War in the and uh, the Kentucky Derby.
0: You know, so, I, I I I liked Bourbon War in the Preakness. Just and, and the pace was certainly the way he wanted it to be, but he. He didn't do anything in that race, and, and you know, he was a closer. I, that one that one really puzzled me. Of course, they put blinkers on him before the race, and I thought that was kind of weird. I, I, I still don't, you know, I had a guest on who told me, well, they just wanted him to be a little closer to the pace, which, okay, that makes sense, but, um, you know, he, he got a fast early pace, which, every, you know, I think uh, at, at the six furlongs, I'll bet Mark Hennig, the trainer, was like, wow, this is fantastic, and then nothing. You know, um, yeah, it, it's, it's an interesting philosophical thing about the Belmont because there are there is that school of thought that you know get out to get out near the front that it's not friendly to closers and Sarava is obviously you know at least one of the exceptions to that rule as was Birdstone actually uh, right you know Datara um, on the other hand you know got out to the front never looked back um, I'm actually talking to Anthony Stabile on Thursday about the Belmont and one of the horses I want to ask him about is uh, a horse that I bet in the derby and is you know, look you probably do the same thing I do, right? Is uh you bet a horse once and he flops. You're at least gonna bet him the next time out if you like the horse before, right? Especially in a sloppy track situation like the Derby was, right? So I bet right, spin off right. in the Derby and uh I bet spin off and I bet tax. Well,
1: because you don't want to be you don't want to think that you were wrong. Uh you <laughs> you don't want to think you were wrong the first time.
0: Right, right exactly. <laughs> you, you wanna you
1: want to attribute <laughs> the yeah. you of know, the flop to something other than your <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> you know,
0: yeah. exactly. So,
1: you know, I was at the I was at the floor, I was at the Florida Derby, and then you know he didn't you know he didn't come back in, in the Kentucky Derby, and, and then ran in the Preakness. So you know i you know when I was looking at horses, and I think you know Maximum Security was in my opinion the best horse. I I know he got disqualified, but I thought he was the best horse mm-hmm. in, the, in the mm-hmm.
0: Kentucky. I think both are right, yeah.
1: And he was clearly the best horse in the Florida Derby. Um, you know but then you know you say there's a there's a there's an opportunity in the Belmont to do if to do something that uh, you're not going to do no horse has done it yet and no horse is going to do it again and it opens up you know it opens up a, a number of possibilities and and I just don't like short priced horses generally speaking I certainly don't like it in, 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 in a mile and a
0: race that horses only are going to run once in their life Well, one of our guests, John, uh, who you know very well, said to me uh, on one of our podcasts that he said, Bill, guys like you and me don't play this game to bet eight to five horses. (laughs) (laughs) That is the mayor of Floral Park, New York, by the way, that made that (laughs) statement. (laughs)
1: Well, maybe, I don't think there'll be, well, uh, let's see, I don't know that there'll be an eight to five horse.
0: I don't think so even, no, no, no. But, uh... In fact, it's going to be an interesting question here. On is Tacitus or War of Will going to be the favorite here? I think. Well, uh, they're right now. They're looked at, like. Think, I think
1: uh, Tacitus is the eight to five or nine to five morning line as as we sit here on. Uh, okay. You know, on this day, yeah. um, but but I would I would suspect that as you get closer to race day, um, you know, we'll start seeing some some of the money flow in, and we'll see
0: what happens. Um, do you have a horse you like? I do like spinoff. Uh, I I gotta say I'm gonna I'm gonna bet him again, and I'm probably gonna bet tax again as well because I think uh, you know he was down on the inside in the Derby. I just don't you know honestly that track was such a mess. Uh, you know part of it is like you said you don't want to say your handicapping goes wrong, but part of it to me is I you know if a horse just doesn't like the track, you, that's you, you're a veteran handicapper. Sometimes you just draw a line through a race and say, well, didn't. Didn't like that, and I'm willing to do that here. Um, but of the two that I bet in the Derby, I'm actually more interested in Spinoff than I am in Tax because I think Spinoff has the breeding to go the distance, uh, to, it's just slightly better than than Tax does. And I, and and I like the way Spinoff runs too, like near the front, doesn't have to have the lead, but can stalk it. And he's yeah, fifteen to one. I, I I think I like that too. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they, I mean, I thought he ran well in the Louisiana Derby.
0: He did. He did. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, he got, I, I, I think, he's still a young horse, right? That's the other thing about these three-year-olds. They're growing. They're changing. Um, who knows? You know, it's. I don't think I'm going to hit the race real hard, to be honest with you, uh, but I'm going to, you know. I, I I don't know how people sit out a race, especially when they're at the track. I don't know how you sit out a race like that.
1: No, you're you not. Know? You're not
0: going to sit out. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you can't have the passion that we have and then just no. sit on the sidelines. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, how about you? Who do you get for this? Who, who are you looking at this weekend?
1: Well, I think you know. I think that the, I like Mike Smith. So Bourbon War. I mean, I'm I'm going to come back with Bourbon War. I saw him in the had a I I used him in, in the Manny Franco horse. And I did not use Maximum Security in the Florida Derby, and then mm-hmm. of course he didn't run in the Kentucky Derby. Then had him again in the Preakness, and I, you know, I'm trying to think that there's something there still. Uh, I do like, um, I do like Gargan. You know, I do like Tax I, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I like, I think he could be right where he needs to be
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, in the race. Um, you know, and again, it depends on the pace. So, um, you know, is there going to be a speed duel in this race? Um, I tend to doubt it, I I, I just I think too. that the jockeys yeah. know the distance, yeah, and they're almost uh, reticent to get into, you know, a- unless someone thinks they can get out there and steal it.
0: Well, so, the, you know, you know, you you and I have talked about this before. That, that you know, there's five guys that think they go out and steal it, and it looks like there's no pace on paper. All of a sudden, they're going out there in 46 and two, you know, right, <laughs> I mean, like, right, and
1: a, and, a, yeah. and a, yeah, faster. Yeah, um, I I think war of will is. A good horse, I really yeah, do. I, 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 I don't think it's a fluke. I think he was in a in in the right spot to make a run in the Derby and didn't get the opportunity because of the infraction. And I think he showed an excellent, um, you know, I think it was an excellent performance. And the greatness, you know, how how well, you know, I don't know about the bounce factor. Um, I, I I know it is a difficult thing. Obviously, we've seen Baffert win two. Triple Crowns in the last what four years and or uh, three and a half years and it's just amazing um, to see that those horses. I was there last year um, and saw Justified Win. I was there with America Pharaoh. Um, I will be in Saratoga Springs this <laughs> year. Ah, very good, <laughs> this year. very good. Uh, getting my house ready for the uh for The summer, the summer
0: invasion? You know. The summer invasion. <laughs> yeah, got to get
1: some flowers in the ground and get everything ready for it. But I certainly will be close to a TV throughout the day. So, you know, good, I, like you said, I probably won't go big into the race, but I will play it. Um, and we'll see how, how the weather, you know, shapes up i i think it's supposed to be a beautiful weekend i think it
0: is yeah it'll be nice to have it on a fast track right and firm yeah. turf as well um you know look sometimes you can find the angles on you know wet surfaces and off going but uh, it's just the re- racing is better let's face it fast and it firm is. that's the way you want it's,
1: it well yeah it's it's really especially this time of year and and it's not because you want to see horses at their best and you want to see all horses be uh you know because in the in the sloppy races some horses just have a a much bigger advantage, and and it, because other horses have a disadvantage, they don't race on that surface. Yes. So hopefully we'll have a we'll have a fast track, and um, we'll see some great racing. I mean, it's a it's 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 loaded with star power. I mean, the best jockeys are there. Um, a lot of great trainers. A race. great
0: race. Uh, It'd be a great race, and we we also got a fantastic, by the way, uh, Met Mile too. Uh, which look, like the Belmont I think is a fascinating race this year with the horses that in it. The Met Mile has. Multiple Ali's and Frazier's in there, so you know <laughs> that's gonna be a that's gonna be a knockdown drag out fight. that That race is gonna be a lot of fun to watch. I think. Um,
1: you think if it comes up as uh, a fast track as we suspect, do you think
0: it will be um, very fast as a fast time? I think it will be. Yeah, I, I think. I think, and I, you know what? I think the look the track superintendents. I think the, I think they tend to groom the track for. Pastimes on these days when the weather is good. I think, you know, they want to, they want to see record-breaking performances. I mean, we saw, what, uh, two years ago, what a disco partner set a world record on the turf, right, for the Jiper on the, um, yeah, yeah, it was two years ago. It set a world record for six furlongs on the turf. Um, so I think, I think when the conditions are right, I think they like to have the track – I'm not going to say they like to have the track juiced up. They like to have the track at its best. Um, and so I think we will see some pretty fast times in a race like the Met Mile with a bunch of good horses.
1: Is, um, do you know, is McKenzie going in the Met Mile?
0: He is. He is. Okay. And I believe he drew the rail. So, okay. or, or he, I, I thought know, the rail is inside. I saw
1: Baffert interviewed and he was pointing and he said he's pointing to her and he said in a, an interview he, he thought the horse was doing great. Um, and you know, he doesn't talk, I mean, he's usually... Not that he he keeps it quiet, but, uh, you know, like real quiet. But um, I think. (laughs) No
0: pun intended. Yeah,
1: yeah, (laughs) well, he did the, you know, the shift sign, and, (laughs) and, you know, but um, I think that. He's well meant for this race. We'll see, um, but it, it should be a great race. I mean, it's a great card. I mean, you, yeah, I, Are I you going this year?
0: I am going this year. Yeah, I'm fortunate enough to uh, there's an extra ticket there, uh, so I am going. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> no weddings. You don't have any. No weddings. No weddings. I, uh, no weddings. No. No bad <laughs> scheduling. Uh, 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 there was a uh, dance recital in the family Friday night, for which there was one. There was one ticket left, and I said to my wife, "Why don't, why don't you take it?" <laughs> Just being the gentleman that I am. (laughs) We should,
1: maybe we should come up with a little bit, a little like a horseman's guide to excuses. (laughs) uh, Legitimate excuses for for things that everyone else on the planet would think is more important than you going to a horse race. (laughs) Well, listen,
0: John, I'm going to let you go. Uh, well, Bill, my pleasure. Great you. Thank you, great catching thank you, you very with much. You,
1: and uh, best of luck. I think you're doing a great job with the pie. It's, a, it's very entertaining. I love the, the format and uh, love your passion for the sport. It's contagious. And uh, I wish you continued success with that. Uh, I've, I've seen you at three or four Belmonts. I won't see you down there this year, but uh, I'll be up in Saratoga getting ready to see
0: you. When, we'll when that we'll, we'll see you up there we'll, for we'll,
1: sure. We'll, we'll go to the races quite
0: a bit together this summer. That sounds good, John. And, John, let me just say, guests like you are what make doing this podcast so much fun. So thank you well, very you much.
1: You make it fun for us, too. I'll, I'll, I'll keep supporting you. Thanks so much. Go back to your family.
0: Take care. Thanks, John. You, too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.